Okay, welcome Kat to No Excuses Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So we're here today to learn about Kat's inspirational fitness journey. So welcome Kat, thank you for giving up your time, um, I really appreciate it. So for the viewers, just give a brief intro of who you are and what you're currently doing. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. My name is Kat. I'm originally from Canada and I find myself living in Australia in the last two years. Um, fitness journey. Well, the first thing it makes me think of is, wow, I really have no fitness plan right now. But the good news is <laughs> my journey has really been one of my inner fitness, especially in the last few years. So now in Sydney, I find myself having left the corporate world, having done that for over a decade. And now I'm a spiritual teacher, I'm a healer, and I share my medicine with people to help them to be inspired to come onto their journey and find what they're here to do in the world. Ah, fantastic. So what we're going to do is I'm not going to go through the same routine as I would if I was interviewing someone regarding a fitness journey. So I'm just going to jump straight in and we're just going to speak about for yourself. Obviously, you, you mentioned there that you were involved in the corporate world for a long mm -hmm. time. So what made you make the jump from the corporate to healing? Yeah, it was a pretty big leap when you make that comparison like that. I think it was that realization that even if you're really good at doing something, even if you studied to do it and it took a lot of effort to be in that career and to start that job, it doesn't mean that that's the path that's paved out for you. It doesn't mean that, you know, where we're too old to change careers or try something completely new. And I think it's once I accepted that and actually had the courage to really follow what, what makes my light light up, what makes my heart light up, what makes me actually smile and actually feel that every day it's not going to work. It's just being me. I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. That every day what you do is just part of being who you are and you don't have to feel like, okay, when I finish work, I'll come and be me. So I guess it's that choice of, well, I want to be me all the time. I want to really love what I do. I want to come on shows and talk about what I do because yeah. it's fun, you know, not because I have to, it's because I want to. So I guess it's really choosing that this is the kind of life I want and then really following the the breadcrumbs or the, the things on the way that led me here. Okay. And let's talk about that. So how did you end up where you are today from, you know, obviously you left corporate, but there must have been a reason behind that. Like, mm. obviously, I know we, we all say that, you know, we, we hate our job and we, yeah. we want to follow our dreams, but there must have been a wee bit of drive be behind your decision. Yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing is, I really didn't hate my job. I think I had an amazing job. I had an amazing life. I was living in the Middle East, actually. Uh, and I flew around all the time because I worked for an airline. So I think the last, the straw that, bo that broke the camel's back, like the last straw, 
and I hope he's not going to listen to this podcast, but <laughs> it's actually <laughs> my, my ex-partner. <laughs> <laughs> but because it was such a growth experience, I think maybe that was the thing that kept everything, okay, you know, I'll, I'll continue doing this. I'll continue this job. I'll continue living this life because, you know, it was, it was almost like it was a package deal. And I think once I found the courage to leave that for multiple reasons and mutually, once I found the courage to do that, then it was like, right. It's like clean slate. Everything just began from nothing. Yeah. You know, instead of having a cup and keep filling it with stuff, it, it was like, I just chucked everything out and started fresh. So that was that real permission to be okay with, well, I can do whatever I want. I have no ties. I have no home. <laughs> I have no job. <laughs> so yeah, I was waiting for that right event. That really was the trigger to then for me to give myself permission to start new, I guess. No, I totally, uh, I totally understand that. And um, because we all have moments like that in real life where, you know, the, the trigger point and then it changes our entire life, that one yep. moment, you know. Exactly. So for yourself, so tell me what you do um, on a weekly basis. How does on your business day. run? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I have a combination of some one-to-one -one clients, so people that I see online now. I think the world situation has really shown us how we need to find some sanity and some connection even in this virtual space. So that's really pushed me to my limits as well and out of my comfort zone. So working with people online, holding groups online. So I have a couple of kind of medicine circles, I call them, or group events, if you want to call it that. I have some free ones and I have ones that I, I offer. And basically really allowing people to come together to work on whatever it is. You know, if you tell me, Kat, I'm really stuck on something, I can't get out of it. Or I want to change my life around. Or I want to, you know, tune into my intuition. How do I do that? So that's more in a group work. And in between the work and actually being online, it's all the creative stuff. So I enjoy the podcasts because it's a way to share this work, to actually communicate about it to, as you say, to be inspiration for others, you know, maybe something in my story can help someone else have an aha moment. Um, I do all the boring, you know, house stuff and have to maintain and, you know, all the, that stuff as well. Talk to my parents because they're all the way in Canada. So there's a lot of, you know, pieces to have to fit together. Yeah. But as I said, the beauty is even when I'm podcasting, in healing sessions, running group work, it's all part of how do I share this magic? You know, how do I connect everyone? How can we all express ourselves so that we can live a more joyous and free life? Yeah. So I'm... I'd like every activity to be like that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a typical week then. Yeah. And I'm guessing obviously because you're living in Australia now and your parents are living in Canada, your life is still a bit hectic because of the time zones. Not too much. I think it's it's great that my parents are retired, so they don't have as much of a schedule to go by. So usually it's whenever I have time. 
But um, yeah, we've managed to figure out the time zones. I pretty much know every day when is a good time to talk to them and kind of knowing, okay, all my America and Canadian clients, I got to work in their uh, evenings. That's my morning. So you yeah. kind of learn, you know, you start thinking in time zones. It's like, well, where are you at? And number one tip to anyone <laughs> who's working in multiple time zones, always quote their time zone because they're always going to get it wrong. <laughs> I've, I've had this in the past. <laughs> yeah. So I've got all my trusty time zone converters and yeah, just trying to keep a sense of connection despite time differences. Because yeah. that's just, yeah, like we can definitely still be very connected even if we're not seeing each other in person. And for yourself, Kat, how did the pandemic uh, feel for you personally? Mm. Well, on a very personal level, I think it's it's been an incredible deepening into my growth journey. It was this urge to really bring this kind of work forward and me not wanting to listen, you know? Oh, I'll do one more corporate job. Maybe I'll do something back in there. Like, you know, tempted to go backwards. Now yeah. I look back and I think it's about going backwards. So the last season or half year has really been, okay, if I'm going to do this, I got to do it properly. Okay, got to make my websites and my courses, you know, have an online presence, all of that. And there's been so much of that that's been fun and so much of that that really hasn't. So that's kind of like more on a... 3D level, what I call, but on a very personal, energetic level, it's been hectic. I mean, as an energy healer, and I'm not sure if you know too much about it, I feel everything. I feel how my partner is feeling. I feel how the city feels today, and how's the weather, and how's the overall, you know, energy. And so the last two years navigating through that sometimes has been really painful, painful because you, you feel that density. It's not just your own anxiety and fears that you have. It's like feeling that everybody else has pain. Yeah. Um, so it's been really, I'm really sensitive to all that. So that's been challenging. And again, that's why I think this work is really important to just share awareness to everyone, to everyone, whether you're in PT in coaching in corporate and healing world, everything is energy. So the more, that we become aware of it, the more we can actually manage it and know how to take care of ourselves. No, but in a nutshell, it's it's been good. It's been good, you know, because I'm trying to keep that inner fitness really strong so that the outside world doesn't affect me as much. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, totally. And for yourself, I know we all say we're perfect, but do you have any bad habits? <laughs> bad habits. <laughs> right now, the bad habit that's come to mind is the fact that, as I said, I don't have <laughs> a physical fitness activity. You know, I used to be so fit. I mean, I, I still am fit. I'm healthy. But I used to be really into yoga. So I've done my yoga teacher training. I was a really hardcore yogi. Then I got into Qigong and I was really into that. I mean, it was like a four or five times a week thing. Yeah. And now, seriously, the last two years... I do nothing, nothing, like even, <laughs> even going, okay, to be fair, I, I definitely go for my walks, but part of this whole, whatever, COVID and just the last two years, I've really seen that my physical body is, it's much less on those activities, a lot going on here and everywhere else, 
but I don't like it. I'm really feeling that push now that I do need to take, we do need to take care of, you know, the body and I'm, I'm really hearing it. I hear you. I hear you. Like I need to <laughs> do something about it. Ah, totally. And you know, what I, what I normally do is I prioritize um, mm. at least one hour, two hours from my day to have time on my own and do some exercise or pick an activity. It doesn't have to be ex exercise. Mm. You know, people get it in their head, exercise, you've got to be hot, you've got to be sweaty. But as you've said, you can go to yoga, you can go a walk. So make some time for activity. Absolutely. That, that, so you've got to, so from next week, that's that's mm -hmm. what you've got to do. I will. You you keep me accountable. You message me. <laughs> and ask me did I move that day? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. For yourself, um, Kat, what's your own personal opinion on mental health and activity and healing? How they're all related? You yeah. Mean, or? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, without sounding too cliche. I truly do believe that it is body, mind, and spirit. And I think that it's very easy to recognize how we must take care of our body. You might see obesity, you know that, okay, we need to do something about it. You might see, you know, where fat is or what needs to be done. So I think people can really see what needs to be done in order to take care of the body. And then you go a little bit more subtle. And of course, it's the mind, the quality of the thoughts that we're having and there's a health to that right if i'm being the inner critic all day long cat you know you really should get off your bum and do something you know all oh, that that wasn't quite good enough or you're not quite good enough you know that's very critical as opposed to another side of me which i think is healthier which is okay you didn't do that but you did this today and i think you did a really good job at you know whatever this is so kind of really looking at the quality of our thoughts and in the mind you know so much is actually subconscious so all of these things that we're seeing now that we recognize and call it mental health what about all the things that you know we're not we're not calling illness but it is about how healthy are the thoughts that we're actually having how healthy is our consciousness and that's something that they don't teach you in school they don't teach you. And then I want to take it even one step further, you know, on the spirit part, right? Because I'm just using body, mind, spirit. But spirit is everything that's energy. How much are we taking care of our energy body? And so let me put it more approachable. What's energy? You go to a sports game, for example. You're feeling the energy in the stadium. You feel it. It's palpable right or you might go to another match and it's it's a dud you know it's the, the the people have no personalities the crowd's not interested that's energy that's a real life example of how you actually are perceiving energy all the time and so in our health it's the same it's easy to perceive our physical health definitely harder on the mental health because we don't have measuring tools you know it's not like seeing fat and being able to measure it how do you measure mental health and then how do you measure energy 
I mean, these days science is kind of catching up. There's all kinds of frequency monitors and things that you can measure your heart resonance and it's getting there. And I think that's because we just don't really grasp this idea of, you know, if you can't see it, it's not there. So I absolutely think that all of these are always related. And most of the time, by the time that somebody has a physical illness, a physical discomfort, it's because it's coming from somewhere else. It's coming from a more subtle layer of the mind and of the energy. That's my personal view on it. And it's what I see in my sessions and my clients and yeah. how I see how we are. Does that no, make sense? That kind of analogy? Totally, totally get that. And for yourself, <clears throat> within, it, it can you can use any example you want here. So what is your own personal pet hates? Pet hates? Pet hates. I know you may have a long list. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. You know, the funniest thing that popped into my head the moment you said that was the toilet seat being left up. <laughs> <laughs> you as a man will know what I mean. It's like, why? Why can't you just put it down? <laughs> hmm. Um, I don't really have that many pet peeves right if now. You, uh, if I put it in another context, you know, things that you may see on social media. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely have a lot of things I don't like on social media. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go there. So the first thing that I do not resonate with on social media is the fact that it's censored. Now, you may or may not know that or agree with it, but there is certainly a lot of censorship in all our medias, in our social media, like our Instagrams and our Facebooks, and on mass media. Now, I'm totally open to everyone having their own opinion. That's totally cool. But I witness that there is a lot of censorship, and I think there's a lack of transparency in that. There's a lack of transparency. If people have opinions, why shouldn't all opinions have equal airtime? And that's for everything, whether it's a big thing like what's going on in the last two years or a small thing like your local, you know, whatever news it is. I think everyone has a right to speak. You know, this whole freedom of speech thing, it's also freedom to actually, mm, what's the word I'm looking for? That it's not manipulated in any way, that there isn't yeah. an agenda that's there. So I think, yeah, one thing that I really have issues with is the fact that there's censorship. And for the most part, I haven't watched any mainstream news for the last decade. And I think I'm doing quite all right. Clearly I don't, <laughs> there's nothing I'm missing out on. I think social media can be great, but the other, one of the other really annoying things is, um, looking at these videos, like reels, right? Reels are apparently the thing now on Instagram. And I'm like, how do you have so much time to make these videos? And some yes. of them are really well done, okay? But some of these really uh, fads or like, uh, you know, the things that are very current, okay? Like you all, you must have seen the one where they like point to the screen and they go like this, you know? And yeah. it's like, why? Why would you? <sighs> that really gets to me. I think that sometimes the message itself can be really good, 
but how many hours are you gonna spend in front of the screen doing that? And it's, or these like, you know, funky dances or whatever, like I've danced, you, you can see my, me dancing on Instagram, but it's a completely different kind of dance. It's not to get eyeballs on me, you know? So I, I do find that a little irritating and that's why I find it really hard to come onto social media because yeah. I just don't know what to make of it. Like, is this the garbage that people are, you know, watching? And sorry, sorry, like if anybody's watching this and they do that kind of video, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, so, if, if you don't mind me asking, Kat, how old are you? I am 37. Okay. And if I put it in another context, how old do you feel? Do you feel 37? Do you feel a lot younger? I feel timeless. I feel like age is, you know, this whole age is not a number thing, it's a vibration. I feel like I feel like I did when I was 20. I think I'm going to feel like this when I'm 50. And it's not how I look. It's the brightness of how I feel inside. It's timeless. I mean, if I had to go spiritual, I would say we're all timeless, you know, this eternal consciousness that we are. So how can you put an age to that? And if I answered your question in another, you know, spiritual way, I'm going to say I'm I don't know, like a couple of lifetimes old at least. <laughs> okay <laughs> okay fantastic and for yourself what's your best memory of your your journey so far since you have been involved in healing hmm. best memory i think the memories that i have in some of these really beautiful friendships that I've had, that I've created, that I've, you know, developed in the last couple of years have really allowed me to soften into trusting the world again, thinking that, you know, there is a big plan out there, everything's going to be fine, and really feeling this closeness to people that I just met. And then comparing it to, well, I've been a decade in the Middle East and I'm not really sure I'm in touch with anyone. Yeah. So I really appreciate these really close friendships that I've been able to to have. And I think it's probably because you're going through something together, you know? It's like when you're training for a game or whatever sports team, you're together in it. And I feel that way as I've been on this journey, you know? Like when you're together with it, going through the thick of it, you know, what's going on for you? What's going on for me? It's, it's these beautiful friendships that have flourished out of the last couple of years. Fantastic. And so far, what's your best compliment you've received from clients? <laughs> best compliment? Um, I don't know. I think generally, I guess people think that I make them feel safe and that it's easy to talk to me. Yeah. Like, I just know what to say. So... That feels good. It feels good when you know that you allow people that chance to just be who they are and, and speak. So, yeah, not something yeah. I really try at, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So so maybe that's something that um, you can start to gather now is when people make small comments, um, if you want to go old school, you can write it in a diary. <laughs> or they can, or you can note it down on an ebook, etc. 
Yeah, true, true. So it's just, it, it is good to have those little memories and, you know, you could say, person A said this on the 10th of January 2022. They said this about the session and then it's just a way to reflect. Mm. Yeah, it's it's hard sometimes to even remember to ask for testimonials, for example. Yeah. But I did. I did have to um, ask a lot of old clients and friends. So I do have a few. I even have some on my website. So yeah, I think it's a great idea, you know, to help people to remember something good that they've done and to remember yeah. that in a beautiful memory. I think it's a great idea. And for yourself, Kat, what makes you unique for your business? Hmm. <laughs> well, we're all unique. Again, that's very cliche, but we are all unique. What makes me unique? I work with spirit. And what that means is that I see things more than what you show me. I hear things that you don't say. I'm reading between the lines and being able to really connect to your soul at a deeper essence. And so I help people to bring that out into the forefront. And that is for anything. I think if your audience would like to be reminded that actually we're all spiritual beings just having a human experience you don't have to believe in anything you have spirit we're animated by this life force energy by spirit so helping people to connect to that i think that that's definitely a specialty you know you have to learn but i want to say relearn because we can all do that as well and that's that's why i love it because it's beyond books and things that i've learned it's really connecting to someone's soul and energy and being able to share in that way like how many people do you know can do that <laughs> <laughs> exactly and for yourself how do you motivate yourself when you're having a bad day i go to sleep, <laughs> you go to sleep. okay <laughs> a good shower will always reset me the power and medicine of water a nice salt bath soaking in bath and just sleeping it off. I think sleeping it off it is remedial. You know, you're processing things subconsciously as well. Your whole, all your systems get to rest and insights can come in then. And going to sleep more, more often than not, knowing that tomorrow is gonna be a new day. You know, the sun's still gonna rise the next day. The work's still gonna be there the next day, so you might as well take a rest. Exactly. No, fantastic. It works. And for yourself, where would you like to see your business within the next year to three years? Good questions. <laughs> you should be part of my strategy session. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would love the online part to be focused on more of my creative offerings, you know, courses, because I love sharing this stuff. I also want to grow my more stable business, which is actually more business and leadership coaching because I did come from that world. So I'm re-establishing that, speaking to normies and everyday people in order to help them to get through their life, to create a better life, you know? And they don't want to talk about spiritual stuff, they don't need to. But really focusing on creating an online thing and that's because I feel still quite nomadic and I don't know where I'm going to live in six months time, in a year's time. 
In the future though, which is not too distant, um, I hope that my husband and I will have a healing center or educational center somewhere, wherever we live. We definitely see the vision of us working together, but also collaborating with other practitioners, other healers, other teachers. So basically expanding this, we just do what we love. Now we're just going to live like we, we work and do this all the time. So whatever circles we run, we would love to have it on our land and to bring people together more like a community, like tribe. Yeah. So that's where we'd love to see ourselves, at least in the more tangible kind of way. So growing the online, having a physical space, I think we're all coming back into this way of community. Oh, you're good at that. You're good at that. You teach that. I teach that. And really building a sense of community in that way. That's that's the vision. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And for yourself, what advice would you give to anyone wanting to start healing for the first time? Hmm, really good question. I think I want to ask people to drop any ideas of what they think healing is because we are always healing. Going outside for a walk can be healing. Going to have a workout can be healing. Healing is anything that allows us to feel more whole and that allows us to lift up and out from wherever you know trouble or issue you have. So that's number one. But if you recognize that there are challenges in life, whatever it is, stuckness. It's having the courage. My advice is to ask people to lean into their courage to then do something about it. Even if it is asking a friend, hey, what is healing? If it is trying something new like booking a session, if it is trying a new hobby, like all of these things can be healing. You don't have to go to a healer for it. But when that calls and you feel like it's right for you, then to do it, you know, like, what do you have to lose? I mean, for me, I don't understand why people wouldn't go on a healing journey. I mean, yes, please, like every week I'm doing healing on myself for others. This is how we grow. And so the, my own, I guess, motivation and inspiration in that is really seeing that evolution, that personal growth journey of, well, I'm this now, but what can I become? What's the highest potential of me in this human life, in this life, whatever age you are? So really letting go of what ideas you have of healing and just choosing to live a more free and joyous life and whatever resonates with you to go and do it. Just go and do it. Try it out. And if it didn't work, one way it doesn't work. Exactly. Fantastic. Great advice. And just before we round up, Kat, where can people find you online if they wanted to get in touch? You can find me on my website, which is kataraskai.com, or you can find me on Instagram, where I will not do funny reels, at (laughs) I am Kataraskai. (laughs) And those are the two places, yeah. Ah, great. And then just before we round up, have you got any questions for myself? Hmm. Well, I'm curious if your clients, because I think you're a personal trainer, whether you feel that even though they're coming for physical, you know, personal training, do you find that conversations kind of go beyond that? Do you find that in your training and helping? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I feel like personally, uh, clients open up when they're training. So Mm -hmm. you definitely, you get every bit of emotions from them. 
Yeah. During a session. So, you know, um, part of the reason why I've started the podcast is what you said and your your answer regarding building your business is that we can work together. So if I'm not good at something, okay, go and check out Kat. She's fantastic at that. And then it mm. works both ways. So that's, yeah. you know, because there is, I've realized working in health and fitness in the, the leisure industry that, you know, no matter what you do, there's always going to be negativity and some toxic people in the environment. So yeah. how do we change that? Hmm. Okay, let's try and create a, a bigger network of people with positivity. Yes, yes, great idea. And you just reminded me, I had the best, the best personal trainer when I used to live in Serbia. Oh, awesome. She was deaf. Her and my taxi driver, because I had a regular taxi driver, were my therapists. Like every day, <laughs> these two people knew me inside out. So <laughs> I have a lot of respect for, you know, those of you in this industry, because you are, whether you know it or not, you're helping people on so much more than their physical appearances, right? Yeah. No, but it's, it's been awesome having you on this morning, Kat. Really awesome to be here. Thanks for having me. No, thank you.